Hey everybody, welcome back to the College Football Uncensored Podcast, brought to you by Saturday Down South and Texas Pete. I'm your host, Tyler Huck, and with me as always, my co-host, Vern Funquist, a.k.a. Chris Marler. It's me. I'm a little sad, but happy at the same time. I'm glad you feel the same way because it's like I I was like so bummed the entire time I was trying to get ready for this because like I didn't want to see you um, and also it's the last week. Uh, yeah. Oh, you didn't want to. Also, I, I I realized something today that I didn't know about myself or about like this season because I've been like patting myself on the back for how spot on I've been with all these things. I don't. There's several teams that I haven't watched play a fucking down this year that are playing this weekend in conference championship games. Like a single fucking town. <laughs> well, that's that's a shame. It's tough to bet on a team like that. Yeah, I have no feel for anything right now. I, I was all over the place beforehand, which I know is a shock to you. Uh, well, there's a lot going on. Um, I know starting Monday, the portal opens officially, but the portal's already going crazy. Um, there's a new playoff uh, expanded starting in 2024, which is sooner than I thought would happen. Um, there's a lot going on. And of course there's a bunch of good games. So where do you want to start? Um, let's, let's do the games last, but I mean like, so let's, we can like address the Hugh freeze thing. Hugh freeze got hired at, at Auburn. Uh, so they finally announced that, uh, I think like right after we recorded or something like that. Um, this was like this was awesome. Like this was like the most fun I've had in quite some time with college football because the theater of everything that was going on, the irony of Auburn trying to make up a fake uh, uh, affair to get one coach fired, and then hiring a guy in the same calendar year ten months later who did have an affair. So it's like um, I, I didn't realize how polarizing of a person Hugh Freeze is. I, I didn't know that at all. Well, he just comes across as very like disingenuous, um, especially the uh, like, you know, going on and on about Jesus while also simultaneously ordering hookers. I mean, Mary Magdalene was a hooker. That's real. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, uh... <laughs> um, no, but like you're. I mean, I get it. I just i I didn't realize like. I thought he looked very genuine in the press conference. I thought, I thought that was really, but I'm also a very bad judge of character. Um, but I thought, I thought he looked, he sounded genuine. I think he really does appreciate. He was, it, it kind of bothered me how much he kept saying how, like how much of a long road this has been to get back. Like, like you could kind of tell he just felt like he should have always been there. And it was, he was pissed that they had to ever work his way back up the mountaintop. And it's like, dude, you, he cheated like hard as fuck, by the way. There's yeah, like oh, 15 yeah. level one violations. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The old uh, going 150 in a 45. Well, you know, not not everyone else is driving 45. They're driving maybe 60, 70. Yeah. And he just cruises on by going 150, not giving shit about anything else, uh, but right. trying to win, which, hey, that's what you do in the SEC, right? I mean, that's what Barkley said best. Yeah. I don't, I just feel like, like, it makes sense. This is a perfect fit for Auburn. Like, as you think about like the, the, like the university itself and like the, like the fans, they pride themselves on like, you know, not caring about like just wins. It's, you know, it's different. Like we're a family and we, you know, we say the creed, like the scouts honor and all that kind of shit. 
it is it is very like like I call it Six Flags over Jesus, like those mega churches. It's very similar, like both both of them are. Like they these two are the same thing. Hugh Freeze, like there's nobody that embodies fake Southern pastor and like you know, like card shark swindler at the same time as Hugh Freeze. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I'm sure there's an interesting dichotomy going through all fans' heads right now of like being the like, you know, we're a family and and this you know almost kind of portraying like this uh holier than thou vibe coming out yeah. of uh auburn that's what my know. favorite part was yeah i don't know if you can go there with he freeze and still have that same vibe but um look on the field obviously he's had great success um yeah. maybe too much um talking about how he beat saban twice i mean that's good but I feel like I don't think he's doing it. I think so. I, I did a deep dive on this today um, and put a video out on our, our YouTube channel, just like of just like five facts that I didn't know and like comparing like what he'll bring to the table at Auburn and and from the football standpoint because that seems to have gotten lost in most of the the conversation about Hugh Freeze. Um, the, I think it's like the the biggest points are not only does he win right because I think like the Bama back to back wins is like like seventy percent of his resume for most people. But everywhere he's been, he's won. But he's also won early and been able to turn programs around. So like Arkansas State, they had 15 straight years without a winning season before he was hired. And he won 10 games his first year. When he got hired at Mississippi, uh, they had six losing seasons in their previous eight years. They had they had lost three straight Egg Bowls. Um, they had one conference win in the two seasons combined before that. And then year one, he won like three SEC games, won the Egg Bowl, and won a, uh, won a bowl game. I can right off the bat. So like, that's really important. And then the other thing is too, like you think about like Hugh freeze, people always, I think kind of lump him in with Malzahn. Malzahn's offense is more predicated on the run and Hugh freeze. Like he, I mean, he airs it out. So like eight of it, like the quarterback development part of it, I think will be interesting. Cause I don't think he's got a talented quarterback on that roster right now. Well, Mickey uh, says uh, something good in the chat here. You know, it's a different ballgame these days with NIL and the transfer portal. I mean, I've been hearing rumors about um, a lot of the big time. Yeah. You've been hearing the Drake May stuff. Uh-huh. I mean, look, he's a he's a UNC legacy, um, but you're not going to win anything at UNC. Do you take a chance and take some big NIL money to go to like a Bama or an Ohio State or uh, even a Georgia after Stetson? Um It'll yeah, be interesting to see. Kirby will definitely bench him. Yeah, it's uh, it's totally a new world, and you're seeing it all over the country already. Even though the portal is not technically even open yet, so hell, who knows? I mean, Robbie Ashford could be fourth on the depth chart next year because yeah, you know they brought in two transfer QBs that better fit. Although you know Ashford does seem to be a decent fit in that offense. He's gotten better as the years gone on, and there's a couple more points I want to make just because of like the the football side of it that I, things I thought were interesting. Um, you know, like he's had eight quarterbacks of the 10 that he's coached, like in the 10 seasons, right? Um, he's had eight seasons where they've had, uh, at least 3000 total yards and, or 30 total touchdowns. I mean, like Bo Wallace, Bo Wallace had three straight 3000 yard seasons. Think about that. Bo Wallace. Like people always like lump Chad Kelly into this for some reason, which I don't understand why. Cause he was a good quarterback. Chad Kelly in 2015 had like 46 touchdowns and over 4,500 yards. Like, I mean, he was incredible. Um, and, you know, obviously stuff with Malik Willis and, and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, I think that'll be interesting because Auburn, it, like, I think that's going to be the biggest difference in what you see from not just from Harson, but like what we've seen over the past decade or more uh, from Auburn is they've they've done a terrible job at developing an elite quarterback. That was like the big knock on Gus. Um, they couldn't do it with Bo, all that kind of stuff. But if you look at their program history, dude, you know that they have they have two players that have ever thrown for more than 20 touchdowns in a season. They only have two players that have also thrown for 3000 yards in a season all time. Bo Wallace. No, no. Auburn. <laughs> oh, uh, Auburn. Okay. Yeah. So KM obviously. Yeah. And, and like, what Nick Marshall? No, he had, he had, he might've had 20. Um, it was Chris Jason Todd. Campbell? No. Chris Todd. Yeah. He was like a spot starter in 2008. Or 2009, like, but like, think about they, like, think about how like. Sorry if you're listening, Chris Todd. I mean, I just I have no idea who you are. Yeah, I mean, he was the second place in the record books, brother. Um, no, anyway, I just I was just I thought that was kind of crazy. Every (laughs) see my name right there, brother. (laughs) Um, anyway, yeah, I just thought that was kind of crazy. And the other thing people forget, and we got a lot of Georgia fans in here, so I want you to hear it. Hugh Freeze might be the only person with this on his resume. Not only did he beat Bama twice, he put up over 40 points and 500 yards of offense in back-to-back years against them and did it to Kirby and beat him by three tu- or four touchdowns. So he's defeated both Nick Saban and Kirby Smart. Hmm. Interesting. Well, uh, it's going to be an exciting offseason in Auburn, no doubt. Um, pulling the the trigger on, on Harson. Um was a was a good idea. I mean, there's just no yeah. no good vibes around that program. So, uh, good to see Lack as your boy Will Herring. Uh, that was fucking unbelievable. <laughs> I wish we should have played that. Like that that was in amidst all the like because like there's nobody that pats themselves on the back for being more holier now than than Auburn. There's there's not. That's that's why it was so funny, and. I have nothing against you, Freeze. I don't care if he had hookers like to each their own. Divorce rates are crazy. But like when Will Herring came out and said in one breath, you know, I've never met the man. I know he's a man of God. I know he's a man of faith. I know he's a man of character. And they were like. I, but I, didn't he say like me and my wife know like someone who knows him and they yeah. say he's a good guy. It's like his but, brother. It's like, yeah. Oh, his brother thinks he's a good guy. Oh, it was like good. his nephew or something like that, or like his <laughs> niece. And then, he, and then he said something about how he's like, you can't, you might be able to win without, uh, without integrity at other places. You can't win without integrity here at Auburn. You can't, you can't. Right. And I was like, they were literally on probation when they won their first national championship. Both their last quarterbacks that have made the championship game were in trouble with the law at other schools yeah. and came to start at that school. <laughs> can't win without integrity, bro. Um, the other exciting thing to come out was obviously the new playoff format expanded in 2024. Um, this is interesting. I mean, um, so the way it goes here is the first round of the playoff in 2024. So this is not the count like the January 2024, but so we've got one more year of the current setup after this one. Yeah. And then this would start. The first round of the playoffs will take place the week ending Saturday, uh, December 21st at either the home field of the higher seeded team or at another site designated by that higher seeded team. So we are getting 
home games for playoffs, which is awesome. Um, are you frozen? No, I'm just I'm just confused. Like I don't know, they're doing it before Christmas. Yes, the 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 week ending Saturday, December twenty first. Okay, twenty twenty four. Um, before they even go to expansion from the SEC, I guess so. Yeah, so the four quarterfinal games and the two playoff semifinal games will be played in bowls on a rotating basis. Okay, so okay. this is how this would look. So, this was a good tweet from Bud Elliott, uh, when this came out. So, if the Vegas favorites really? won this weekend, so you know, Georgia yeah. beats LSU, all this kind of stuff, your 12 team playoff would be. Number nine, Clemson at number eight, Penn State at Happy Valley. Winner of that game plays like UG. Yep. Yeah, winner of that game plays UGA. Um, Can you post the picture in here? Uh, the tweet? Yeah. Yeah. I'll pull it. I mean, also the fact that the interesting point, this is where I got stuck on, was that they have the choice to play it at a different location, like the home team. That just means that Gene Smith or whatever his fucking name is from the Big Ten got his way because he didn't want to play a home game in like those elements. And he wanted to do like he wanted to play the Ohio State's game in what do you call it? Uh, the, the place in Indianapolis. What's it called? Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil. Yeah. All right. Let me, I, let I me share this so much. Yeah. Let's see. Let's All right. Here it is. If the Vegas favorites won yeah. this weekend, your 12-team playoff would be number nine Clemson at number eight Penn State in Happy Valley. Winner plays UGA in round two. Number 10 Washington at number seven Tennessee uh, in Knoxville. Winner of that game plays Michigan in a bowl. Tulane, number 12, at number five Ohio State. Winner of that game plays USC. And then, Chris, number That's 11 Florida State. At number six, Alabama in Tuscaloosa, winner goes to play TCU in round two. That's a, see, they already even in the hypothetical situation, Bama's getting the easy pass to the playoff. I mean, that's just <laughs> easy. I hate it, dude. Come on now, my bad, my Nobody bad. Wants to play that juggernaut at eleven. I mean, I would. I can't imagine however many years from now this is going to be. Two years from now, I, Tulane having to face Ohio State. I'll lose my fucking mind on social media about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway um yeah I, I thought that was pretty exciting like you know we got a bunch of good news this week i feel like after we had the bad news of the uh what do you call it the uh video game being postponed right um so 2024 after that then the quarterfinals are the fiesta peach rose and sugar semis are cotton and orange and then the national championship okay. is here in atlanta and then 2025 the national championships in miami the semis are the fiesta and the peach so some big games going to be here in Atlanta over the course of the next couple right. years. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, my first, what's your first thought on all this bad, good, and it, different. It's, I don't really, I think it'll be fine. Like, I think it's going to, like my first thought honestly was after watching the playoff rankings be released this week, I wondered if those rankings would have been the same if we had a 12 team playoff. And what I mean by that is like, you know, the integrity, our word of the day, um of the committee 
like there's a couple of teams they moved into spots that it seemed like it was just being moved there to make their life easier in case like chaos ensues or somebody gets upset. Um, so like if it's a 12 team playoff, like a 12 team playoff, LSU doesn't drop nine fucking spots to, to 14. Right. So that's one that stood out. And then, um, you know, Kansas state jumping up into the top 10, which it's just been weird. Like, like I love that. Like the transition has become like, well, is TCU in no matter what? And like two weeks ago, it was like, they honestly, they've got a lot of work to do. So, yeah, but I'd like the 12 team playoff. I'm like, that's cool. Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, um, certainly, I mean, uh, is Washington or like, if I think about it on a surface, like is Clemson worthy of playing for a national championship this year in the playoff? No, but right. Hey, look, more football is fine by me. I love it. Yeah. And I, I'd like, uh, I do kind of like the fact they're monopolizing all of the New Year's six bowls for this. That way, the other bowls maybe still matter. I don't I mean, not to me, but somebody. If it ain't New Year's Six, I don't want it. New Year's Six yeah, to midnight, right. brother. Um, some bad news coming out today. Blake Corum out for the year. Seems pretty yeah, relevant. Florida had a pedophile. <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> that. That guy played in the Florida State game. Okay, I didn't know anything that happened. And one of our listeners, Kendra Southwell, messaged me, and she was like, oh, my God, what is going on? I was like, I'm sure it's fine. It's not a big deal. People get arrested all the time. Did not know the context of what was going on. So, yeah, you know, I'm sure, like, look, I I don't know the details. It seems as though... um, it's probably one of those things where like he was like sharing pictures of like a 17 year old girl and he's 19 and yes, yeah. that's weird. Cause we're much older than that. But like, I don't know, man, I stay out of this. I mean, he's facing like 10 yeah. felony charges. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Oh my God. Uh, so suddenly if you're Billy Napier, maybe you get in the Drake may train. I've heard some rumors that Sam Hartman from Wake Forest might go. For his last year mm-hmm. at Florida, I don't know how he's still eligible to play football. But Dude, um, him and Joe Milton, they're like the founding fathers of this fucking nation. Like, like what is going on right now? Um, but if Anthony Richardson goes pro, which <laughs> look, I mean, there's it's probably just, some like, team out there that that will t- will do it. The Browns. Can we be know? scouts? We should just be fucking scouts. Like, I don't, what are we even watching at this point? <laughs> Will Levis, Will Levis announced that he was going pro, and, and everyone was like, dude, he probably go number one overall. I, like, I, I just hope he does go number one overall. And like, I don't, I don't, I don't hope he's a bust, but my God, just put on, like, watch a single game. Anyway, Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything else you want to cover before we, go, we get into these games here? No, but I have I got to put on new medicine today, and it's making my face super red, and my ears, oh. and they're burning. Sorry to hear that. Um, what is this that you just clicked on on the on the screen here? Okay. Um, all right, let's get into this. Let's start with. Do you want to go in chronological order or just? I want start you with to games? bounce around because I don't. I honestly have. There's so many of these games that don't matter to me, and also that I haven't watched like these teams play. All right, let's just start on Friday, 8 p.m. 
because I've watched both these teams play. Good. It's on Fox. It's in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. The Pac-12 title game, number 11, Utah, 9-3 on the year. Against number 4, USC, 11-1 on the year. Uh, total, 67 in this game. USC, minus 2.5 points. USC, obviously, trending here down the stretch. Um, they only have one loss. That one loss does happen to be at the hands of Utah. So what are your thoughts on this game? I mean, so I was just like dead set on on USC because the way they've been playing, especially with Caleb Williams. He's got like 20 touchdowns. I think he had one interception his last like four or five games. So like since like I'm like looking at these stats and I'm like, I'm I think I was just trying to convince myself that USC is going to win because it's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. Right. Um, also, side note, uh, we're going to get to bets later, but Caleb Williams over two and a half touchdown passes. He had five in this last game um, against Utah. So anyway, I, I like the coaching matchup in favor of Utah. I like the toughness and like the physicality matchup in favor of Utah. Um, and I was like looking through it. And it's like, man, since that loss, USC is putting up an average of 45 points per game and 550 yards of offense. They put up like over 600 a couple times, which is crazy. Uh, and Utah, they're also averaging 46 points per game, which is nuts. Um, then you look at the other side of the ball and defense. And this is where I figured I finally found the difference between these two teams because I was very confused. Um, USC, after putting up all those points and yards and all that kind of stuff, they're also giving up uh, 32 points per game and and over 400 yards of offense. They've given up a ton of yards and a ton of points in several games late in this year. And they haven't played anybody late in the year besides UCLA. Then you look at Utah. And Utah has given up – they've gotten better as the year's gone on, and their defense has been, like, pretty lights out. They're giving up uh, 17 points per game and in, in under 280 yards. So if they can do that to Caleb Williams, I like Utah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, USC is trending currently. Um, but at the same time, man, uh, Utah won this game last year for a reason. And I feel like Utah is always this team. Remember last year when Oregon, like everyone same was thing. all over. Yeah, everyone was all over Oregon. And Utah shellacked them two times in a row. Uh, they were able to do it last year. I don't see why they couldn't do it here. Um, and that is the big, I mean, Utah's defense is clearly much better. I mean, we yeah. had dog stats on last week and uh he was talking about the success rate you know ability to stay ahead of the chains well defensively usc's success rate is 124th in the country so you're you're able to stay ahead of the chains very well against usc um utah i I, the only thing that that has me a little shy about this because is caleb williams is kind of playing at a different level right now this is his heisman moment if he can pull this off um, but man, I really like it. it college, especially, comes down to trench play, and I think Utah has mm-hmm. it there, especially their defense. Uh, I'm sorry, their offense going against USC's defense. I think Utah can make a couple extra plays on defense than USC can. I think Utah scores the upset, and that's kind of brings me to the second point. If that does happen, let's say USC loses. And TCU loses as well. And we'll talk about that game here in a minute. Bama's a one. What happened? Bama goes to one. Bama's flat a out. one. Just flat out. Yeah. Like, and I don't know how you don't put him there already. You know, 
Um, yeah, I would if I was the committee. TCU should be in for sure. They have several, several uh, top 25 wins. So I don't know why they wouldn't be. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I think there's an argument that the top three seeds could all lose this week and still get in. Yeah, for sure. And I think what they, what the consensus, like, you know, uh, assumption is, is that they are going to take out USC and they would insert Ohio state, which I don't necessarily agree with, but if you lose that game, I guess you kind of have to do like, if you, if you lose a championship weekend and like you're, you're at four, you can't just, you can't not move. Right. Like, like you can't stay in the same right. spot. Um, and Bama can't jump them and shouldn't jump them. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just, I hate the fact that like, I mean, USC's lost one game by one point on the road with a two point conversion. And right. I will admittedly say, I don't know if they're that good because of like the, the defense and the problems they've had. Um, I would much rather see USC in the playoff, I think, than I would Ohio State. Which one presents a bigger problem for Georgia? Ohio State. Okay. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, I'm kind of – I look back at these Michigan games and I'm like, Michigan just bullied the hell out of Ohio State the last two years. I yeah. just wonder if Ohio State against that UGA defensive line. I guess you – I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I think USC may give them the better fit, honestly. Um, but this is going to be a great game. I think this is one of the two really good games on the slate. Um, the other yeah. one is TCU, uh, Kansas State, which is the Big 12 – conference title game it's at noon on saturday on abc by the way did you see that um awful announcing that twitter account um mm -hmm. said that chris the bear felica is going to fox no -uh. yeah they put that out tonight that this is going to be his last uh college game day this weekend wait why he i don't know wait is this time to shine listen if, you if might be able to get college on... game day is listening to the podcast and you need a slightly overweight kid that gets super excited about gambling and will stutter through his sentences because he's too excited to say them completely. I got you. Yep. And so, uh, yeah, so that, that came out. We'll see what happens there with that, but um, yeah, bear to Fox. So, but in, interestingly enough, uh, so it'd be on this show, actually the, the big noon kickoff there, but this yeah. is ABC. So no one, um, AT&T stadium in, in Texas, uh, number 10, Kansas state, Number three, TCU. Uh, minus two and a half is the spread for TCU. Over 62 is the total. This is the best game of Saturday, I think. I feel like I'm watching like an episode of fucking Double Dare or something like that because it's like the purple people eaters versus like the... like like. When's the last time you've seen two teams with purple as their main color scheme play each other for anything remotely close like besides like a Prince pickup basketball game? So... Um, I don't know who the head coach is at Kansas State. I'm assuming it's someone that is Chris Kleiman related to Bill, Bill Snyder. Yeah, Chris Kleiman, but I think he goes by Chris Snyder. Um, perfect. <laughs> what if like that's the stipulation of getting the job? Like you actually have to change your last name to Snyder. Like whoever comes after Saban's, like you gotta you gotta name yourself Bear Saban. Um, anyway, so this game is gonna be awesome. I'm excited for this one. I, I kind of like, I've been high on TCU and talking about how they need to have like more respect and all that kind of stuff. I think this might be the weekend they lose. Like Kansas state's been playing so well and they've like, 
you know, I know they lost last. They blew a huge lead in this game last time. So it was a 24 to 10 lead or 28 to 10, maybe. Um, man, I, I just, I just, I get the feeling that like, like, have you seen the prop bets for this yet, by the way? Mm-mm. So if you, if you, I should have told you to pull, pull it up beforehand, but like, if you go to DraftKings or our, our new friends over there at uh, under underdog betting, underdog sports, um, <laughs> nailed it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> um anyway so they are very good friends but there's like there's like i want to say 10 plus like player prop bets for this game and like i haven't found any for georgia lsu but there's like 10 plus for for this game interesting um everyone i i i like i mean i've been on tcu all year so i've I don't want to get off the train now, but man, this seems like a Kansas state win here. I mean, um, a loss for TCU certainly opens up the door for Ohio state, um, to potentially yeah. backdoor their way into this thing, but they're 12 and 0 for the first, for the third time in program history. Um, I mean, when they played these teams, they were ranked this, but they've got five top 20 victories. They've beat, they blew out number 18, Oklahoma, 55, 24, they went on the road and beat Kansas, who was 19 at the time, 38-31. Beat Oklahoma State, who was number eight. Beat this Kansas State team by 10, uh, who was Hold number on, what's, 17. What's Oklahoma State now, though, for real? Because because the two even, teams you just mentioned were both six and five, I think, going into last weekend. Yeah, and that's – I mean, look, the, Oklahoma State was a lot better in the, in, the, in the early part of the season, though. Yeah, I don't I know mean, what happened. They've had a lot of injuries down the stretch, but – yeah, to your point, Kansas was playing a lot better football too. And I mean, uh, but they also beat Texas down the stretch as well. Only scored mm-hmm. 17, but still had a nice defensive day there. Um, Max Duggan's been really good this year. He, um, remember Trayvon Boykin at TCU? Yeah. Uh, he, only him and Max Duggan have now thrown for over 29 touchdowns or more in a, in a season in a TCU Dude. history. So, Every single week, the the prop bet for him is one and a half. It, I don't know if Vegas doesn't get it or if fucking Boo Corgan is also disrespecting this kid in prop bets and their rankings, but like, it's incredible. He's had a fantastic year, and he's been there. Like, he's not he's a known commodity. He's been at TCU for forever. It feels like, um, yeah, for a long time. TCU's nine, two and one against the spread this year. So, I mean, they've been very good against the numbers. So that's a sign of a really good football team, but Kansas state's been really good in their own right. Um, they have two top 10 wins again. I mean, both these teams now aren't top 10 teams, but they went on the road and beat number six at the time, Oklahoma, which I can't <laughs> believe Oklahoma was number six. Yeah, um, and then they beat uh, Oklahoma state who was number nine at the time. Deuce Vaughn uh, expect him to have a good game this week. Will Howard has taken Adrian Martinez's, uh, job and I mean at this point shock shocker and surprise a team is better without Adrian Martinez starting a quarterback um, but he's, Will he's Howard has done a really dude. good job just one more year um, I don't know the health of Quentin Johnson but he's a first round receiver at TCU if he's not healthy I love Kansas State in this game um, yeah. I've been riding TCU all year I think TCU's quietly been a very good run team under Kendra Miller um, so give me the Horn Frogs. They make it 13 and 0, go to the playoff. Um, and yeah, I'll take the, the Horn Frogs. Yeah. Um, horny yeah. Frogs. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking Kansas State. 
Oh boy. I posted straight it up. on the page. Oh. Yeah, straight up. I love this, by the way. Yeah. I want to play Ohio State and Michigan back to back and whip their asses of the Big Ten. Uh oh, that's I can't say that word. Um Oklahoma will win the national championship next year. Probably yeah, honestly, if like that that big girl that hits in the cleanup spot uh for the softball team comes back for another year, they probably will. Um, outside of that, there's not another sport they're going to be competitive in. Uh, for Got the them thicky thicks with them sticky sticks. <laughs> Put me in, coach. Uh, what's the next game? We're not talking about like UCF today. No, no. Big Ten title game Saturday, 8 p.m. on Fox at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. Purdue, 8 and 4. Number two, Michigan, 12 and 0. Michigan, a 17 point favorite in this game, over 52. I don't Purdue. know, man. I mean, Purdue ain't going to win this game. Sucks. No, they're not. They're not at all. Like, like Purdue is a, they were a lot better last year. Uh, they lost a little bit of talent on that offense. Um, like, you know, they still have the same scheme and like they, they throw the ball a lot. Uh, they play pretty bad defense. And they hope that they can just put up like enough, like, you know, either broken plays or chunk plays on you. And and that's like what will break you. Michigan is one of the top teams in the country at not allowing explosive plays of over 20 and 30 yards. Yeah, so Purdue I, I gives up a ton of big plays. Yeah. And JJ McCarthy, if he has another week like he did last week, and Michigan continues to gain confidence on their offense, right? I mean, this could be end up being a bigger number than 17, honestly. Um, it will. I don't really out. see like Aiden O'Connell. I was reading like, like just wasn't with the team leading up to this game. Like I don't, like they just didn't say what it was. Like he's just not with the team. I don't know what's going on there. Um, yeah, Purdue kind of backed their way into this game in the first place. So whoever know, came man. up I, with the original like like West and East divisions from the Big Ten should be yeah, like, just fucking doing? shot. Like not like nothing, nothing. They're like. Let's put our only three good teams. By the way, the only three teams in that conference that are ranked in the uh, in the college playoff rankings because there's only three teams in that conference. Um, they put all of them in the East, and they're like, you know what? We're gonna let Nebraska and Northwestern duke it out over there in the West. Now, now I will say, you know, Purdue is is they've lived up to their nickname of the Spoiler Makers. Um, they do tend to pull off big upsets. Oh, like they beat this, number two. But... Yeah. It's always a number two. Right. But here's where here's where I'm I'm backing off that that angle. Uh this is a, a Big Ten championship. There's a lot on the line in this game. It's not a noon game in Purdue. Um this right. is Lucas Oil Stadium, night game, chance to win the Big Ten, chance to go to the playoff for the second straight year. I think Michigan comes in focused and and honestly beats the hell out of Purdue. Yeah, I don't – I mean, like, I think that the Big Ten championships probably still matter to Harbaugh. Um, and it would be a great back-to-back, you know, uh, seasons that he would have put together too. So, um, I, yeah, Michigan's going to blow them, blow them out. It's not going to be close. Agreed. Um, Clemson versus UNC. Uh, yeah, I know. Uh, UNC is a seven and a half point underdog. Total 63 and a half. This is also a night game on ABC, uh, 8 p.m. Is this one played? Charlotte. 
Bank of America Stadium. Okay. Clemson, number nine, 10 and two versus UNC, nine and three, number 23. UNC just falling apart down the stretch here. Um, Clemson kind of doing the same. I mean, I the, I imagine this is DJ's used last game as a Tiger. It's got to be, right? I I doubt it. Where's he going to go? He's going to open, open up like a ukulele store? I, like, what is he going to do? I in still. His life? I still think that he could play in a like a like a Washington, Oregon, UCLA type West Coast offense. He's from out there. I don't like. I don't know what the run game they try to do with him at Clemson is, but it doesn't work. It makes no sense because he's not a good runner. He's not a good athlete, and also he like he's 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 flat out not like like every time it's like second and eight or second and six, and they're like, all right, we're going to RPO here. And it's the same fucking plays they've been running for the last decade. They're just doing it with worse athletes, like like significantly worse athletes. Um, we're, but like also that kid. I'm not saying anything negative about this because I would probably be in the same boat. But like he came in as just like you know the number one quarterback in the country, and, and you know this five star talent is going to start. He puts that that incredible game at at Notre Dame, and then last year happens, and he's the worst quarterback statistically in the ACC, right? Like Dabo was talking about how how like in his head he was. I don't think you leave Clemson because I don't think any other place is going to coddle you like Clemson would. Fair. I mean Dabo, Dabo like goes out of his way to be like anytime he has an even remotely solid game, be like, see, I told you so. I told y'all so. <laughs> y'all, y'all just... crap, man, crap. Y'all in here talking about all these like we shouldn't even play the game. And we that fan base comes out of here. Coach Sweeney's got that drip. That was one of the worst moments in American history. I can feel Clemson just slowly. It's not going to happen overnight, but it's slowly starting to erode there. It's eroded. Yeah. Um, That defense, I love the over in this game, by the way. That defense for Clemson is not near what it's been. UNC's is, quite frankly, awful. Um, I think this is definitely going to be a high scoring game um sure i mean if the if the drake rate uh may rumors are true i mean yeah i guess potentially unc could get blown out in this game because he's just not focused he has a bad game right. but um i don't know i'm gonna take something like clemson 35 unc 30 and uh they they you know both score a shitload of points. UNC covers the, the total, and they go over the, uh, the spread. There's nothing about this game that I want to watch. And like, and honestly, if you would no. ask me in the beginning of the season, I would thought it would be kind of cool because like, UNC puts up a lot of points, and Clemson, like any time, you can watch them get beat, hopefully. Um, th- like I was listening to Bear, Feliga, and, uh, and San Perceived's podcast today, and he's like, I, I'm going to stay so far away from this game because I just want the ACC season to end. I just need it to be over. <laughs> it's just, it's such bad football. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I mean, UNC just limping into the finish line of the regular season. Like this, it just feels like to me, it's going to end up being something where UNC will like score first, maybe even score twice. Right. I don't know. And then like you look up in the fourth quarter and Clemson won like, 33 to like like 17 you're like god dang it <laughs> right yeah i mean uh obviously there's no big implications on the line here for this game but right yeah i'm with you i mean if there's a couple different night games i mean 
Would you rather watch this game or the Purdue game? Fuck, if you think I'm going to watch fucking Purdue. Okay. Well, like, these I are mean, the night if, games. At what? I mean, basketball or like, <laughs> Drew Brees highlights? Like, I uh, mean, they got a big old drum, Tyler. They got a big old drum. Got a huge drum. Uh, speaking of Purdue yeah. basketball, they beat Florida State last night. Florida State one and eight on the season. No, what happened to y'all? Hey, Florida State basketball had to die so football could rise, and I'm That's okay. That's fine. With yeah, I Bama fans <laughs> are the worst about that shit. I, it's my least favorite thing. They'll be like, I would absolutely trade a national championship or a six and six season for a chance to go to the Final Four. And I'm like, you just you, shut the fuck up, Braxton. <laughs> like what? Oh yeah. man! All right, last game here, uh, SEC title <laughs> game. Hold on, this might be the comment of the year from from Willie Gray. 2024 UGA will have the first ever noon kickoff in a playoff game. Calling it now. Um, is there this is our last game? Is the SEC? Yeah, that's not right. What do we miss? I guess we missed the MAC. Oh, we're not doing that. Mac shit. Um. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get into it. This game uh, is yeah not great. It would have been more fun had LSU just not totally shit the bed last week. Um, that is like an all time blunder. Like that is like an all time blunder. How does that happen against that A and M team too? I and that score. I mean, they blew them out. They blew them out. They kept. <laughs> They put up 269 yards of rushing or something like that. Devon Achan, who, again, is like fan, a fantastic player. I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Also, I, I was thinking about this earlier, like, just because I, I started drinking early. Um, so you're welcome. But there was like the thought, like, we were like in Little League All-Stars. You would, like, as you advanced, you would bring in a kid from the other, like the, like the region or whatever you just beat. Like, you like, yeah. just continue. Yeah. I are you are you back. backdoor bragging that you were in all-stars when you were young i got kicked off of every single all-star team i was ever on in when literally because of my dad it's real like a thousand percent true every <laughs> single one of them every <laughs> single one of them uh, um man. fun times anyway uh no but like i, I just i get the feeling that like it, so harold perkins is the only thing to talk about right now that dude is a monster. He he's gonna. He wasn't he's last gonna, week. Well, that's fair. That's fair. No one was. Um, by the way, this game seventeen and a half points. Um, all right, we know what a UGA win looks like, and we expect defense suffocates Jaden Daniels. He's been yeah. spotted walking around in a boot recently, so he got injured in the A and M game. You know, LSU can't stay ahead of the change. Georgia pounds the ball on him. Uh, with a, a a running game that's getting better and better throughout the year, mediocre LSU run defense. You know they they just essentially you know drain the clock down, get out of there with a victory. But what is it? Let's do this. What does it look like if LSU keeps this within a touchdown or actually wins the game? What is the recipe for that to happen? So I said this last year when when Bama was in it. Uh, um, and it's a little bit different because Bama and, and Georgia have a little bit more of a history where there's close games and like a little bit like more of the psyche. Like, I mean, LSU's won. They've beaten Georgia a ton of times. They've beaten him yeah, in this building. Well yeah. I mean, like, like people always forget that like 
2019 SEC championship. I always forget that Georgia was even in it because all we talk about from that season is 2019 LSU. Um, but they got fucking drubbed. It was like, you know, beat by 28, 27 points. Um, which just did not happen like in a Kirby smart, uh, era. I feel like, uh, especially after the first season anyway. So they've also had their number when they have to go on the road in death Valley and they beat them by double digits then too. So, there's a path to it, but I don't think that there's a single player that can like expose or take advantage of, or, or even like find like consistent success against this Georgia defense. Like Kayshawn Butte, like, like Malik neighbors. I don't think that they're going to be able to go up against those corners and, and like any of that coverage at all. I, I, John Emery is, he's fine. No one's going to run on Georgia. No one. I mean, like you might as well just be paralyzed, brother. These colors don't run. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, okay. So obviously the run defense got to get better for, for LSU. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on real quick. Yeah. This, is, this is the most Georgia thing ever. It was a long time ago. It's irrelevant now. What the Kirby is one in three in SEC championship games. Yeah. This, he's not good in this building. I will say that. Um, yeah, no, it's still relevant. It's so rele- it's relevant because they're playing each other this like this weekend, and it's also it's relevant because like that wasn't that long ago, man. That was not that long ago. Um, I think the recipe is obviously turnovers are gonna have to be a factor. LSU is gonna have to create probably mm-hmm. three at least um, while holding onto the ball themselves. The UJ offense has to look. Uh, frankly kind of like they've looked in some games this year kentucky missouri even games like kent state where they just kind of mess around played with their Mm -hmm. food a little bit um you're gonna need that as well you're gonna need Jaden daniels to be not only fully healthy but play even better than he played against bama um that's a lot of things that have to break right for lsu to win this game or even keep it close but that's what it would look like obviously um I just think UGA, while they're clearly not as good as they were last year, and at times this year they what? looked a little lackadaisical at at, all, at times uh, to me, mm-hmm. where they just are uninterested. Um, you didn't have that killer instinct in the team last year, um, but they've looked good in the big games. Looked really good against Tennessee. They looked really good yeah. against Oregon. Um, so, I think chances are obviously UGA wins this game. I mean, I could see LSU late backdoor cover, but at the, at the end of the day, it's going to be immaterial. But, um, you know, I don't I don't really see I, – like, I think Purdue's got a better chance of beating Michigan, honestly. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, because, like, like, there's just – the pieces aren't there for LSU. And, and I don't think it's even, like, being, like, a prisoner of the moment with – or, like, recency bias from, from what they did, like – a week ago. And I still can't wrap my head right. around that. Like, because, and, and I don't think we're making excuses. Um, we got, hold on. We have some comments here. Uh, if it's a major game, Georgia has rolled through everyone. I mean, I don't know, last year. I don't know, yeah. I don't know how to tell you guys this, but and they this literally year. lost this game, this very game in this very building by 17 a year ago. Um, You're right. Anyway, that did happen. Like, but like, I, I do think that Kirby is like, we don't give enough credit to Brian or I don't say we, cause it's just sec fans. Don't give enough credit to Brian Kelly for how good of a coach he really is. Um, 
he's done a, he, he's done a tremendous job. I think like in year one, Kirby's a different animal. Like I, it, that, it, and it's not even just Kirby. It's like the roster and the depth and like they rotate and these guys in and out and keeping them fresh. My biggest thing is I'm, that I'm interested in seeing is what does it look like early in the game? Because we've seen Georgia for most of the year, they have kind of, I, I don't know, like just kind of sputtered through the first quarter. And then they had that little three game run where they put up over 14 points against Florida and, and, and Tennessee and whoever else. Um, the thing that stands out to me is those games mattered. Those games definitely mattered. I don't think Kirby gives a shit about the SEC championship. I don't, no matter what he says. Cause like the natty is like what everyone wants and what they're going to get. Um, but I do feel like, like, you know, they will come into this game and I don't know if they're going to try to run the ball or if they're going to try to, to recreate what they did earlier in the season because I think now I, I, we're going to see the full offense like start to unfold. And what Munkin has been like, in my opinion, probably keeping a little bit under wraps throughout the year. So what's, what's the ultimate uh, decision here? You think UGA covers the spread here? Yeah. But Georgia has given up 12 total offensive touchdowns this year. 12. Hmm. 12. They've played 12 games. <laughs> um yeah i i think i think they i don't i don't know if they cover i don't want to like be like that boisterous about it but i would say i think they covered the first half i think they covered the first quarter um and and i think that it's it's going to be a tough day for lsu i i don't know if they're going to score over 10 points Ooh, okay what's the team total 17 and a half or maybe 16 and a half hold on let me pull it up we gotta get to some best bets too. Is that one of the best bets? Uh, not for me. Um. All right. Yeah, I'm gonna take UGA to cover this one as well on their way to um the number one seed in the playoffs. So, best bets. What do you before got before we get there? Before we get there, Chris, let's take Our a time out. Friends at- <laughs> our good friends at Tennessee. <laughs> no, uh, let's take hey, a quick buddy. time out. <laughs> Talk about some of the spicy plays by Texas Pete. Texas Pete has the spice and flavor that's kicking this football season up a notch. If you haven't tried the original hot sauce or their new traditional barbecue sauce, run. Don't walk. To grab yourself a bottle today, visit texaspeat.com for recipes and hot apparel. Plus, take 20% off your entire order with promo code UNCENSORED. Win big with Texas Pete when you sauce like you mean it. I'm sad that I won't be able to enjoy Texas Pete on many more game days, but I will be enjoying Texas Pete throughout the rest of the year and beyond. I wanted to get that out of the way first before we get to our Texas Pete best bets. Um, Yeah, I agree with that. That Dude, that spicy or smoking barbecue was fire yeah. on the day after thanksgiving um all right best bets i love caleb williams over Ooh, excuse me over two and a half passing touchdowns for one mm-hmm. um i know i'm yawning i don't know why i like him over two and a half passing touchdowns i'm trying to see if they have one for the total touchdowns i also like uh utah over 32 and a half points i don't see how that's doesn't happen for sure um <laughs> like I mean, I don't see what their first half total is, but I would like to see that as well because, um, I mean, this was like a 43-42 to game last time, and you already heard the stats that they're out there for 
what goes on uh, with both these teams. Um, first quarter, over 14 total points as well. That's from that game. The TCU-Kansas State game, Max Duggan over one and a half touchdown passes. It's a lot, boy. Um, Georgia and LSU. Oh, God. Yeah, it is 16 and a half for them. Uh, Georgia first to score and Michigan first to score. It's like like two to one, like on your money. It's not like great, uh, or, but it's still like it's going to happen for sure. Um, and then I like Georgia in the first half um, uh, to cover 10. Love it. Well, I didn't know we were doing a best bet segment, so I will not be giving any bets, but you gave plenty enough for the listeners. Remember, yeah. gamble responsibly. Mm-hmm. These are not guaranteed winners, but hey, when you're talking to Uncle Chris, pretty much like a guarantee. I mean, I haven't put anything out in a while. I need to do some research. Uh, well, Chris, this is our last full week, but then don't worry. We get into bowl season, what? which I'm fired up about. We're not going to drop another one podcast yet. No, 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 no. Uh, we are excited for bowl season as well. So good luck to your teams if you're playing in the championships games this weekend, which oh. probably not many of you, except for Georgia. A couple yeah. of LSU fans here. Um, good luck to everyone. Don't forget, uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell for notifications. a message to Georgia fans as they go into the game this weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Should be a lot of fun. Go Tigers. I'm going to the game, by the way. I guess I can I can dress up in all LSU stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Anyway. Bye, guys. All right. Bye.